Hey guys, what's going on? It's Fuzz here with another episode of Never Going Home with Fuzz Jukas. A uh, bit of a different one today. Normally I've got guests and stuff. I'm a bit scared to do it on my own. Uh, but unfortunately, my guest today, Derek, uh, can't make it anymore. He's based in Minnesota, so I hope he's, uh, you know, we all know there's terrible things going on in Minnesota at the moment. So um, hopefully nothing too drastic why he couldn't make it today. No, he did tell me, he did tell me he uh, needs to get to bed early for something. So um yeah it's just me today and uh yeah i just yeah let's just get into it lots to talk about So I thought I'd uh, basically feature some of my friends who are amazing musicians. Uh, the music that we just heard now is from a good friend of mine, Fifth Spear, the electronic artist based in Cardiff, Wales. Uh, I personally love that song because it reminds me of a Lanzarote surf trip. Um, I, I'm not the best surfer, uh, but I like to have a go. And I just remember I was putting some of the footage from the GoPro together and, uh, yeah, crash me into uh, so you can go and check it out. I've got it on the screen now. Um, there's so many local, awesome, like, talented musicians around, especially here in South Wales, where I am. Uh, so why not go over, uh, if you're into the sort of uh, soundscape kind of electronic kind of stuff, music for thinking, um, you know, maybe subscribe to him on uh, Spotify and Bandcamp and uh, maybe even buy the record. People actually buy records. I know it's hard to believe, but... That's one awesome thing you can do to support people uh, at the moment. So yeah, go and go over to Bandcamp, uh, type in Fifth Spear with the the number five and uh, check it out. So yeah, this week yeah, like I say, we we're meant to have um, I was meant to have a guest, a good friend of mine, Derek, previous band member from um, Never Going Home, the band I was in in South Korea. Um, he lives in Minnesota at the moment, and he's a financial Got, he's got a grown-up job, not like me. So, but yeah, that's that's the whole point of the podcast. You get to I get to speak to people all over the world with different jobs and different perspectives and see what's going on and uh, yeah, just just talk shit basically and just you know unpack what's going on. Um, so yeah, uh, unfortunately, I hope. Well, no, yeah, Derek is busy today. He can't make it, but hopefully we'll reschedule him in soon. Uh, but yeah, I just thought uh, this is my first proper episode where I'm going to try and do it on my own, so you've got to bear with me, uh, or not, or just not watch, which is probably, like, the number one thing you shouldn't do as a podcaster, or, you know, someone making a YouTube video is tell people to switch off or go away, but uh, there's lots of uh, interesting slash enraging things going on this week, and, uh, I've, you know, I'm going to talk about them, and I'm probably, I'm going to try my best to keep, you know, feel level-headed about it and stuff, but it's quite hard to at the moment. I don't know where you are in the world. i got people, you know, i got friends who listen from, uh, you know, South Korea, Canada, America, here in the UK. Here in the UK, it's just an absolute shit show at the moment. I just cannot believe that we are one of, you know, we're a leading first world country with healthcare and, uh, you know, we've got, no excuse to be performing this badly 
So, and on top of that, I've never seen so much. I don't know. I don't want to call it fake news, but just so much bullshit. Like people believe in people who write books about lizard people and grand international conspiracy. Like it's, I just it the the absurd has become the mainstream, both via like what we actually see and the conspiracies. It's just I I haven't been able to watch the news lately because it's just it's just enraging because you get you just seem to get Tory. Tory minute. It's just like a lucky dip. They'll just put someone in to take the hit for the day. I think the transport secretary. I can't remember his name, but he seems to be uh, weathering the storm fairly well. I don't know why. It's just obviously uh, it's the optics of it. People's personas. You know, they they just stick different people in there to take to take the fall. Um, I would never vote Tory. Never have. Never would. Uh, but. I don't even think it, I think you know the ministers underneath Boris Johnson and the people people are trying to do the impossible but it's, it is impossible to do and be credible when you, one of your chief advisors breaks the rules of lockdown which everyone already knows this I found this out uh while I was on the podcast uh I, in the last podcast I did with um Jack uh a friend of mine teaches uh criminology and UE and he told me on the podcast about it and he was saying that uh yeah Dominic Cummins is basically this is the guy who's like masterminded the uh Brexit stuff for the Tories won the Tory uh well you know won the general election and uh he's this mastermind you know this guy who's uh Boris can't do without obviously um and he uh he was behind the messaging and you know he sat on sage meetings, which are meant for scientists only, um, influencing them, which is just a huge ethical shit show. I don't even know how to say like, Yeah, I'm probably going to swear a bit in this episode. I just can't help it. Um, so this is the guy who said, uh, basically, yeah, it's really important. We need to lock down. People can't do this. Take away people's freedoms from them. Or, and everyone all, all, all across the country has suffered my granddad died alone on a ward. Um, my nan, I couldn't hug my nan at the funeral that we had for my granddad. Everyone's making these huge, huge sacrifices. There are nurses that work in, in shifts on COVID wards that are, you know have uh, arranged for their children to be elsewhere because they don't want to come home and risk making them ill. You know, families haven't seen their kids and their loved ones and their, their partners and stuff. And then this guy just flouts the rules and uh you know i think he's he's been spotted like three times since lockdown i can't even go i'm not even going to go into it but everyone knows all about it dominic cummins is the guy behind the messaging to stay at home but yeah um, and he's actually known for attacking people i shouldn't have stopped it right then he's not attacked people physically he's known for attacking anyone that disagrees with them and branding them as elite and sort of playing the whole you're oh you're holier than thou and then turning the public against them saying well you know the normal work you know normal working people of this country don't want to listen to you anymore that would, from what i've read that seems to be a, a lot of his uh, strategy and tactics to uh, to sort of build and manipulate the social media uh, and new media kind of uh, attack to get them where they are today so it's a bit rich that um, someone who attacks people for questioning him and calling them elite then breaks the rules. Uh, and the whole country's just been um, 
the whole country is just like both sides of the uh, political spectrum, both you know Tory and uh, and Labour have just had enough, and they just uh, they're just pissed off. And people, Tory, I think one Tory MP has resigned. There are doctors publicly resigning in protest. People are not happy, and rightly so. And I, I literally cannot believe. I know, like, what you know, we, we basically live in a, in, a, in a democracy, and like people blow things out of proportion. But this is bananas. I have no idea. Like, he should have been, he should have resigned to protect the prime minister in the first place, and um, but he didn't. Uh, and the fact that he, did, everyone is just bananas. I got a couple of links we can just sort of dig into. Maybe not that one. And they're not in order because. Uh, <laughs> This is all off the hoof. I got my, uh, got my, got my post-its. You know, I, uh, I thought, you know, enough's enough. I can't, really, you know, sometimes podcast guests are not going to turn up. I just got to get on with it myself. So, I'm gonna let's just go through some of these things. So we've got the BBC website here. You know, I just feel so bad for people. There, there, there was a. I think there was a story. There was a story about a, um, a, a Muslim family and their boy died. I, d- I don't know if it was from coronavirus, but there was coronavirus implicated in there. Um, and something to do with their burial requests. Uh, they He needed to be buried quite soon. Um, so he he was and stuff. But they couldn't attend the funeral. I think it was... Um, yeah, they couldn't attend the funeral. So they, they were literally... And they couldn't attend the funeral because of the coronavirus regulations, which they adhered to. And if you think, you know, people... Burying your kid is a big deal. Like, if you're ever going to break the rules for anything, that's one of them. And they didn't. And they did what they did to sort of um, protect everyone and make sure no one was being put at risk and stuff. And then this guy, Dominic Cummins, this little golem creature down here, it's, <laughs> he uh, decides to go on a jolly back to Durham when he's... Uh, so his wife was quite sick. He was getting sick. And uh, he decided to load everyone up in the car and drive to Durham to drop his kids off to uh, to his parents' house, which are going to be older and more at risk. And then there was a whole bunch of other stuff involved. I, I don't take don't you know if if you if you don't know about it and you want to look into it, re- do your own research. Don't listen to me. Um, I've had enough. I haven't watched the news properly. I've just watched a few things, but it's just incredible. And then he, and then one of the one of the trips. It's not just one. Uh, it was a several trips, and then one of them after, he, uh, one of the trips he blamed. He said that the reason was to check his eyesight. He didn't know if he was safe enough to drive, so he thought you check his eyesight. But packed his chill, uh, his kid in the car and his wife. So it's just it's just flawed on every level. And it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, so we are now, what are we, uh, Friday the 29th of May. Early, early hours of Friday the 29th of May. The death rate's still quite high. It's not the highest. It's dropped a bit, but people are dying. They reckon the R number in the UK, which is the rate of infection. Uh, the rate of infection is between 0.7 and 1, uh, which is in the dangerous territory where people think Things shouldn't be relaxed because it could get worse. Uh, but now we're seeing a whole flurry of like relaxations of uh, stuff, and uh, so lockdown easing to allow groups of six to meet. Thing is, as well, right? Um, I've seen people like I, me and Becky 
are doing 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 things properly and we're um you know we're not we're going out once a day if that to walk the dog going late to avoid people because we live on Barry Island and um we just we just it's not ideal but we just you just get on with it you know do we have to do this yeah why because it's going to save people's lives especially those in the NHS because if even if you know if people get ill and go in and they come out and they're fine they might but but it's not even like you're fine because you can be scarred by this for the rest of your life but on top of that like the people in the hospitals working in the hospitals they're most most at risk because the more uh the more patients that they see with coronavirus even if it is a mild case the higher the viral load that they're exposed to so it's it's the people in the hospitals that are at risk and people just don't seem to realize that just because you might be okay the people who are seeing it every single day are not so we just got to make some sacrifices so me and becky go out once a day um uh but yeah like it's really clear for me i, I went out for a bike ride earlier um i went out for a bike ride earlier and uh, it was really really clear that people just don't give a shit anymore like i saw groups of like I saw like four or five like twenty year old girls in PJs, like obviously sort of having a drinking slumber party thing, coming out from someone's flat and getting into a taxi. I saw you just you, you know, you just see and like whatever, people can do what they want. But when what well, if I wanna say if, but it's more likely when a second peak comes about. Touch weird, I really hope it doesn't happen, but it's not what the scientists and people all who actually know what they're talking about. Uh, the, the people that know what they're talking about are saying, um, the hour rate's high, we shouldn't be relaxing, we shouldn't be sending kids to school. Um, yeah, this is not the right time to do stuff, to relax measures. But measures have been relaxed anyway, and I really hope that we don't get this second peak. Uh, because, you know, people, people are dying, and it's just really annoying and what's worse the one of the worst things about it for me is that when you go on like facebook or twitter or whatever there's someone who is like shouting and screaming and saying yeah this is all bullshit don't do this don't do that <laughs> like it's all a lie it's all a conspiracy the lizard people are controlling it don't worry like and you think um your actions could be killing people but they don't they don't want to take any responsibility for it like in a way, you can't blame them because, like, when the government is saying, when the government are letting, like, one of their chief advisors um, break the rules and it's one rule for them and one rule for us, then everyone's going to think, well, it can't be that serious because, because you know, he did it. So I, it's just bananas. And I don't want to get into any... Well, I've, I've got friends who believe all sorts of stuff. I, I literally... I've got so many people that I would never think in a million years would think of these conspiracy theories and 5g and you know, like, but it's becoming mainstream and I just, I just can't get over. It. So I don't want to fight with anyone. I don't want to fall out with anyone, but I do want to say, can we just like listen to people that know what they're talking about? And I'm not even saying that I know what I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm just venting, uh, alone because obviously Derek didn't, uh, didn't make it today, but seriously, I'm not a scientist. I'll get my information from a scientist. If Boris Johnson says something, I'm definitely going to question it because he looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, just check with scientific people. The problem we got in the UK is that the scientists are saying stuff and the government's ignoring them. 
So I mean, in in that regard, you can't really you can't really blame people for just giving up, and and that comes back to the whole point. You know, Boris Johnson's original plan was herd immunity, and now it's kind of it's kind of herd herd immunity, but from from apathy. You know, he's just confused people and been so vague about stuff for so for so long. People just are bored and just can't. They don't know what to believe, and they just you know they just get a whiff of like someone saying, "Oh, it's fine. You can do this. It's fine," and they do. I see people. I see we're meant to, in Wales, especially in Wales, because the rules are different in Wales and England. May the 29th, right? The only thing that's changed for us, really, is that we're allowed to exercise more than once a day. But like I said, I see people coming out. They're having, like, you know, I've, hear, I've heard of people, of, like, houses and stuff, like, getting together. And people that, you know, like, groups of, like, 10 houses have just decided to just go into each other's houses and do all this stuff. That is how viruses spread. I, you know, whatever. But yeah, don't don't believe me. Honestly, I don't want anyone to believe me. Think that I'm lying. Question everything. Do your own research. Read between the lines. Check multiple sources. But and don't believe lunatics. Uh, some look at the papers. Oh my god. Happy Monday. So obviously the daily the daily fail has got it right. You know, I mean, not got it right. I mean, in my head, what the Daily Mail would be doing is exactly what they are doing. Um, but funnily enough, they're actually calling for Cummins to quit as well. You know, Daily Mail, pretty hard uh, Tory paper actually calling. Well, they were anyway, I think, calling for Cummins to quit and uh, whatever. But is this responsible behavior? Is this Is this... In the midst of a pandemic where we have one of the highest death rates in uh, in the world per capita, I think, and in Europe for sure, um, happy Monday. What type of message is that sending out? That's saying, Monday, everything's good. Don't worry about it. It's fine. That's even weaker than the government's response of stay alert. But uh, it's what people want to hear. So they're going to they're gonna buy it. And then that's just going to confirm what they already want to know. You know, people just want to, people want, people just don't want to do any hard work or put any sacrifice or anything. They want their shiny things when they want them and they don't give a fuck about anyone else. And the Daily Mail is irresponsible, but of course it is. We wouldn't expect anything less from the Daily Mail. It's Happy Monday and exciting people about it, basically undermining, undermining the uh, whole sort of lockdown effort. Not that they got, not that they can really do much anyway, because Cummins has undone most of that. <sighs> Metro, obviously, we got the new story of Laura Kunzberg. She, uh, she basically, I got, I got it on a link. We'll jump into in a sec, but basically, she, um, she, oh, there we go. We've jumped, we've jumped over now. So we go. Here's the Daily, Daily Mail app. You know. No surprises there. Not doing anyone any favors. The Metro form an orderly barbecue. Not till Monday. Only six of you avoid the loo. This is ridiculous. So people, people are already have given up on the on the lockdown. Monday's just going to be an absolute frenzy, and people are not doing the social distancing as it is anyway. 
I just I hope there is not a second peak, but it doesn't look like that is going to be the case. Uh, yeah, Lorikonsberg was uh, basically gagged and told, you know, basically ignored and brushed over, and they wouldn't deal there. Cummins and me again. Yeah, and on the same day, you know, Cummins is doing whatever he wants and just driving around, ignoring all the rules. Um, this is a story. Yeah, so I guess I haven't read it probably, but basically it looks like an NHS nurse who is not seeing her kids because she works on a corona ward. You know, it's one rule for them and one rule for everyone else, and it's just, I just cannot get over it. Telegraph. Uh, police, we, have, we would have turned back. Don't know what that is. Anyway, right. We have all the newspapers basically showing sunny pictures. Yay, it's all good. Like Monday, happy Monday. Everything's great. Not what we should be doing. Uh, Johnson blocks top scientists. Yeah, the Prime Minister of our country blocks top scientists from talking about Cummins. It's a bit hypocritical because they are civil servants. Um, you know, Cummins is a civil servant. You, sh If you're a police officer, then you're not above the law. You've got to uphold the law. So it's kind of their civil servants. Uh, yeah. Actually, let's play this clip. I can't watch the news anymore because I can't watch the news anymore because it's just so infuriating, and it is literally like a Black Mirror episode, and I just cannot believe what is going on. Right. In Barnard Castle, if one of your most senior team wasn't paying proper attention to the rules, Laura Coons, the question. Anyone else? And to the doctors, if I may, is that the kind of example that you want people to follow? Um, well, Laura, first of all, uh, can I say I've, I've said quite a lot on this matter already. And uh, what I also you noticed said nothing. that the uh, Durham police said was that the, uh, they were going to take no action mm, and uh, sure the matter was closed. And uh, I intend to, uh, to draw a line uh, under the matter, as I, as I said I think yesterday to the, also known to the parliamentary as leave me alone. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, they're not taking any action, and I intend to draw a line under it. And all I can say, I know, and I know that um, uh, the question wasn't Christian for you, Patrick, but I'm going it was to for the interpose myself if I may. Scientific advisors, what I think would be uh, an, un, you know, an unfair and unnecessary uh, uh, attempt to ask a political question. It's very, very important. It wasn't, though, was it? It was about civil uh, servants and how they, uh, officers and scientific advisors how they hold themselves uh, uh, get with their actions. What I think most people will recognise is fundamentally most people recognize uh, argument. you are in just shift. to be clear i don't think this is a wholly political question prime minister i mean a number of scientific advisors to the sage committee have said that the behavior of your chief advisor in not going into quarantine at home risked more people not complying with power the social distancing rules and I think it's perfectly reasonable to ask Sir Patrick and uh, Chris Whitty whether Smith. they fear that compliance with these rules will be reduced as a result of this. Um, uh, Robert, thanks a lot. And look, I'm just going to repeat the point I've, I've made just now. It is very important that uh, our, our advisors are protected from being dragged into uh, political controversy. And just to repeat the... This is the Prime Minister of our country. I just, I just don't get it. Right. <laughs> Try this is getting boring now. Like everything is the same. Everything is uh No, get rid of that, get rid of that. And most and most you'll find that most of the links who the uh that I've popped up on the screen are BBC or The Guardian. 
and that's because it's hard to find stuff that's critical of the government elsewhere. Uh, apart from the Kevin thing, because every single newspaper is uh, is on that. You know, God help us. I don't know, right? And then yeah, and Laura Koonsberg was. Uh, I can't even be bothered to talk about it. It's so annoying. But basically, she was just. She didn't get a follow up question, and uh, she didn't really get answered with her critical question, which we just heard. So, oh yeah, and then on top of that, last last bit of. Uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but basically, uh, the um, the host of BBC Question Time, Emily. I'm going to say a name wrong, but Matlis. Good evening. Dominic Cummings broke the rules. The country can see that, and it's shocked the government cannot. The longer ministers and prime minister tell us he worked within them, the more angry the response to this scandal is likely to be. He was the man, remember, who always got the public mood, who tagged the lazy label of elite on those who disagreed. He should understand that public mood now, one of fury, contempt and anguish. He made those who struggle to keep to the rules feel like fools and has allowed many more to assume they can now flout them. The Prime Minister knows all this, but despite the resignation of one minister, growing unease from his backbenchers, a dramatic early warning from the polls and a deep national disquiet, Boris Johnson has chosen to ignore it. Tonight we consider what this blind loyalty tells us about the workings of Number 10. We do not expect to be joined by a government minister, but that won't stop us asking the question. Yeah, for someone that's meant to be pretty unbiased, and they 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 are to pretty. They, I think the BBC are very good at towing that like middle line. And if anything, they people. I think most people would kind of agree that if anything, they kind of swing right. You know, uh, so if that is a neutral, unbiased opinion of the current situation here in the UK, then yeah, I think that speaks volumes. Anyway, I'm going to move on. I'm going to uh, get off this because this is annoying. I'm probably going to... I might even cut half of that. I... Like, I... My granddad died alone on a corona ward. He had very mild COVID. I don't... Like, the the actual cause of death is uh, dementia with coronavirus or whatever. So that's... I'm not questioning that, but I'm just saying that we all wanted to go and see him and we couldn't. So how the fuck does Dominic Cummins get to break the rules and do what he wants and not even... Ha- he hasn't apologised. He isn't resigning and he won't get sacked. How is that fair? You know, and I'm not the only one. There's, there's like, thousands of people there have lost people. There's thousands of people there have not seen their kids and their family and their partners. And It's one rule for them and another for us. And the whole lockdown has just been undermined. Not that it was a great lockdown anyway, so... You know, I really hope that it doesn't get as bad as uh, the scientists are predicting. But moving on into a less uh, a less shit post. What have uh, post? What have I been doing lately? Well, I have had a kind of semi sort of uh, not week off, but um, well, I you know I haven't been able to do much work anyway because we haven't been able to go out. Uh, haven't been able to shoot with clients, haven't been able to do commercial work. Uh, you know, lockdown is still in effect, so we can't really do much. So I have, uh, last Friday, I completed my uh, G- PIFC 
my GVC drone qualification, I did my flight evaluation test and passed. I got a B minus, which is apparently quite high because it's uh, very um, even people that have actually got real full size aircraft aviation. Um, the highest A score is like an A minus. So I'm pretty chuffed with my flight evaluation being graded at a B minus. I did my training with the UAV hub. I say it all the time. I'm not paid by them i've got no sort of affiliate or any sort of uh any reward or compensation from them or anything like that um i am really really happy with them like when i i'm a photographer and a filmmaker and i have been for years um and i get asked for drone stuff all the time uh and i'm also a very thorough and particular person so i don't like winging stuff i don't like especially when it becomes a safety issue or like a legal issue and stuff and when you're flying a drone even though they look like toy like people think of them as toys and they're harmless and stuff they can literally kill people they can drop out of the sky and they can fall on people and they can kill them if they're heavy enough um and they can actually fall onto cars and cause vehicle accidents and all that kind of stuff and they can actually hit other aircraft as well so you know they're great safe useful tools that are here to stay and they're doing a lot of positive good for all of us positive good that was a weird way of saying it they're doing a lot of positive things and um and they're here to stay and i think the uav hub as a company are amazing because i've you know I, I as a newbie i go in i go right i want to be able to fly drones for xyz what do i need and there's just a myriad of uh, information all over the place but the uav hub and especially the owner uh matt williams he's got his own channel uh mr mpw they are great at just collecting information and delivering it in a concise way for people like me that are sort of not experts in the field but interested in it and they they break down what's going on what the rules and regulations are what i need to do if i want to do various types of work and they make it easy and they're not super salesy and they don't <laughs> which is another reason why i i loved uh you know which is why i'm proud to support them like it's there's so many other companies and stuff out there um that uh, you know i mean they they're all probably they're probably good or just as good or whatever but the thing i like about the uav hub um and mr mpw shamal they kind of i think about i think of them as one thing even though this they're not but uh thing i love about it is how informative they are and how like if you're someone like me you want to know answers and you want to know the ins and outs and you want to know enough information to know that you know enough to make the right decision but not get bored or fall asleep listening to someone quote like legal terms and stuff and i think they hit that balance like perfectly basically so i booked on with a gvc course with them and i did my flight evaluation last friday so like a week ago pass i'm just in the process now of putting my um operations manual together and i should be able uh as, you know as, as long as i got my insurance in place which is in the in the works as well with cover drone um you know i should be able to fly commercially in about a week or two so yeah can't can't praise them enough the course the instructors the communication everything about it was just amazing and if you're a hobby if you're a hobby pilot or you're someone who wants to get a drone for a hobby um 
check out uh, Matt's channel, Mr. MPW. They break down all the do's and don'ts. Um, and it's actually a really interesting time to get into all that kind of drone stuff at the moment because the laws are changing. They were meant to have changed on the 1st of July. Um, we were meant to change over to EASA rules, but they haven't because we've had a delay because of the pandemic. But all that's going to be coming into effect from November. But there's some really exciting... I always, whenever I talk, I get excited. I talk like Al from Neighbours, where I'm like, oh, yeah. And I get like little, <laughs> little hiccups. Try and burn Alf from uh, Neighbours out of your memory. While I finish saying UAV Hub was great. Um, and if you're, yeah, if you're a hobby pilot or you're someone that's like looking at getting into flying drones and doing stuff, now is a really interesting time to do it because the laws are changing, the leg, uh, the regulations are changing from November first. So, um, and I'm dyslexic and I'll just get it wrong if I try and tell you. So I'm not even going to try. But go over to Mr. Uh, Match Channel, Mr. MBW. He's on Instagram too, and you can learn all about it if you're into drone stuff. Moving on, I've also given myself a little pat on the back because I've been fairly productive. Um, and I've uh, sort of got my press card sorted out, which means I do do, I'm not, uh, yeah, I do do certain types of work that are with the press, especially like commissions and bits and pieces and stuff. But uh, like with the current state of affairs as it is, um, you know, I can see myself working a little bit more in the sort of straight press side of things. So I got my press card sorted out and... Um, yeah, so that was about it. But uh, interesting fact about the press, about the press, I'm doing my ALF again. Interesting thing. Um, journalists, writers, photographers, people that work in the media, you know, news crews and stuff like that are considered, um, f uh, they are considered key workers and journalists. And at one of the NUJ meetings that I went to online, of course, the other day, um, concerns were raised about people basically attacking journalists, or not attacking. I think there was a couple of instances of physical, uh, not, yeah, there, there was there was some physical aspects going on. But um, no, they, they, a lot of people, like journalists going to work and stuff every day, maybe earlier in the lockdown, there were people being quite... Um, you know, like writing rude letters on them and saying, why are you come to work? You're not a key worker. You're not a doctor. And I can kind of see why people were doing that. But at the same time, like everyone loves to hate the media. And and it seems to be like a political thing. It's like if your political party, the people that you identify with are in trouble and the media are holding them to account, then it's the media. The media are terrible. They're shit, whatever. But then if the opposition to what you identify with or agree with or whatever is under attack, then you're like, oh, journalists, they're doing their job. They're holding people to account and stuff. And I just think, like it or love it, like it or love it, it probably depends on what's going on and what parties involved and who you are. But generally, the media is a crucial thing. Like if you look at countries that don't have freedom of speech and democracy and, and you know, a good media, I, do, I would say that I would prefer to have a media if you looked at the two situations separately. So, food for thought, what do you guys think? I just, I don't know. 
I, I, I don't think I could get angry at people if I saw like a news crew or wherever. I wouldn't just think, how dare you are in lockdown? You shouldn't be working because they're probably covering things that people need to know about. And they're probably doing it like so Dominic Cummins is another interesting example. I, and I, I, I thought it was quite interesting because people are saying, oh, look, the um, the, the press are having a go at uh, Dominic Cummins for breaking the lockdown measures but how many of them are adhering to social distancing and they weren't obviously they were all on top of each other and they were close and stuff like that and I thought hmm okay that's interesting and then I thought like oh so if a, a police officer comes across a property and finds someone burglaring it uh, burglarizing it oh my god burglarizing robbing it rob someone doing something they shouldn't be doing right um and they want to apprehend them and uh, make them account- accountable for their for their actions. Are they going to do that and hope that the person that they're trying to apprehend or bring to justice complies? Because the chances are the person that they're trying to uh, get to face face the consequences for the wrongdoing that they've just done probably they in in that situation that person probably knows what's going on and will use that to their advantage to not face you know like the consequences and then i thought it's exactly the same thing if if you know if, if someone breaks the law and the police have to go and apprehend them the police don't want to have contact and be contaminated and be coughed on and all that kind of stuff but they do it because it's they need to be accountable for they need to face the action you know and this guy dominic cummins needs to face the consequences for what he's done he's undermined the lockdown he's basically put a message out there that says this is the rules for everyone else people have been fined for like seeing other family members and stuff um people have been fined people have like lost family members people have died alone um people haven't been able to console people at funerals like it goes on and on and on horrendous horrendous scenes um and this guy's just mincing around like everything's fine. And he's and he's obviously going to avoid the press and do his best. So I think, you know, although the press didn't adhere to social distancing rules and stuff like that, like, they, it needs to happen. Like, he needs to be held to account. And obviously he wasn't going to answer questions politely in the right way at the right time. He's just, he's just running away from it. He's just trying to run the clock down. And it's bullshit. Like, it is absolute bullshit i just can't fathom i can't even fathom like you know when people start sharing posts like oh look how hypocritical it is you're like yeah that's yeah maybe you're right but it don't you think that's distracting from the point that like this guy could single-handedly have caused a lot of unnecessary death by literally just not apologizing that's all he had to do all he had to do is say yeah, no, I should have listened. Um, uh, I've used my position of power and privilege in a way that I shouldn't have. It's really important we carry on with the lockdown. So please, uh, you know, here's my apology and my resignation. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not resigning. And he's not getting sacked. So, you know, anyway, that was an interesting... We've dipped straight back into it or whatever. Anyway, so that's fine. Moving on. 
Derek, this is Derek's fault. Derek, this is what happens when you don't turn up for a podcast and I have to do one on my own. And I just literally grab my post-its. And um, we live in the new cycle of today. This is what happens. Not that there's probably anyone listening right now, but whatever. Um, yeah, my Ironman race obviously got cancelled. Don't know what's going on with that. Even if they put one on for next year, I don't even know how realistic it is that that's going to happen. And... You know, I don't know. So I'm I'm running. Um, have basically had a week off. I've been doing. Uh, I was getting up to like 20k. I was doing like 20k three times a week last week. Jump back on the bike as well. Um, the problem with the bike is I need to do 60 to 100 kilometers for it for to, to have a good kind of workout on the bike. And uh, I think I'll be breaking the rules if I did that. But. Mm, I don't know, part of me thinks, oh, what if I'm like everyone else and just completely disregard the rules and do what I want and just take solace in what Terry up the road said on Facebook and he'll be my expert for the day. And I just thought, as tempting as it is, as much as I hate staying in, no, I'm just going to do what I can because people's lives depend on it. And yeah, just see what happens. So I'm going to wrap this tirade of rants <laughs> and monologue up because uh because i think i need to and i've run out of stuff to say that's not repeating myself um hopefully i'm gonna get derek back on um derek's in minnesota i didn't even touch upon any of that stuff obviously that police brutality incident in in minnesota um looks horrendous it looks like all the other police brutality incidents that we see coming out of america uh i don't know it's not good and minnesota looks like it's in it's having you know minnesota looked like it was on fire when i when i looked at twitter earlier that might just that might be overblown that might be a uh, thing but you know i hope i don't know i hope people i know i hope no one gets hurt in it all but i hope it actually brings some change because it just seems again pointless what can we do people what can we do Right, someone give me something positive to talk about. And, Derek, let's reschedule because uh, I I think it could have been a lot better if you were on and we actually talked about stuff, you know, because you're an actual grown-up. Anyway, I'm going to leave you now. Make sure you um, check out... uh, Make sure you check out my good friend, Fifth Spear, with the... uh, Make sure you check out my good friend, Fifth Spear. I played his music at the intro... This, uh, you know, like I said, lots of talented, awesome uh, musicians and artists based in in South Wales, but all over the world and stuff. If you've got any space, change. If anything, if you if you're rolling in a bit of dough and you want to do something good, buy some records digitally or vinyly. Uh, vinyly, digitally or you know, an actual record. Um, there's you know, lots of small businesses and artists and stuff are really really suffering at the moment. So you know, if you've got a little bit of spare dough spend you know do something nice buy something spread that uh spread the wealth around a little bit sort of ease the pain for those people who are self-employed and the and the artists and uh, venues and stuff like that let's stay positive i know that sounds hypocritical because of the tirade i just went on but let's stay positive look after each other and i'll catch you in the next one